Hey everybody, it's your old pals Ian, Chewy, Alan, and Ryan. And we're here to talk about all the great shows on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, aren't we boys? How many yes. shows? Oh wait, sorry. Uh, yes, we are. How many shows? <laughs> There's four good of job, them, Alan. Alan. Four good. of them, and they come out on all different various days of the week. Uh, of course, uh, every Friday you can listen to the original, the classic Stuff and Things, where Chewy and I uh, just kind of talk to each other like we're best buddies. We just kind of talk like just you, like you, your best buddies, like you just and your best like friends best talk, buddies. Like, yeah. like we're best buddies, like we're best buddies. Yeah. Watch it, you're on thin ice. I have Alan over here. I am it's right fine. here. Be friends with Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll go well. Uh, so yeah. you can check that out every single Friday if you like hearing conversations that you and your friends would have, but with two total strangers. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have on the Stuff and Things podcast now, boys? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ian. <laughs> Alan Selman. I took a stance here. Uh, <laughs> we, we have four color commentary. Uh, what's a that comic, show about? It's a comic. I'm about to get to that. Gee, Alan, what's that show about? Thank you. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, it's a comic book podcast where four comic book nerds talk about books that they bring, sort of like a comic book book club, but we also talk about other things like movies and comic book happenings on top of all that. So... Uh, it comes out every other Wednesday, which is free, uh, not free comic book day, but it is sometimes. <laughs> it's just every comic book day. If your parents every are still other. buying your comic books like they are for me, then it is free comic book day. <laughs> it's every other Wednesday that comes out. Gosh, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's really excited. Ryan, uh, tell us about the redheaded stepchild of the Seven Things right, Podcast the, Network. The, the, uh, the, the sad, lonely other child of the Seven <laughs> Things Podcast Network is a podcast we like to call Super Action Bros. <laughs> podcast we're talking about movies with explosions and car chases and lots of people dying a lot and stuff uh it's every saturday the most action-packed day of the week with ryan and ian yeah where we take a critical look at those movies that are commonly watched while eating a lot of popcorn and snacks uh and pizza and beer (laughs) i like those things (laughs) isn't there one more podcast that we're forgetting about nope let's move forward the dark recesses of the stuff and things podcast network where only the brave dare dwell not me. I'm out of here. Yes. I'm here <laughs> to tell you about the. You already talked about the redheaded stepchild. I'm here to tell you about the neglected, jet black haired, evil demon ghost. son of the sun ghost. Of the, <laughs> the sun ghost? Yes. The ghost of the sun? Exactly. Oh, I was thinking like a sun ghost. Like oh, sun, sun of ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is referred to as Eyes in the Dark, where we talk about horror movies oh. with. Movie expert, Dr. Oh, yes. Jurassic Price, <laughs> and the classic and ever velvety voiced Evan is on it. <laughs> and of course, because we have busy schedules, it is released every other Monday, the most terrifying day of the week. Monday is legit the most terrifying day of the week. See, guys, there's something for everyone here on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Everybody can enjoy a little something here. Um, and we want you to enjoy now. So sit back, relax, get yourself a nice beer or juice box. Yeah, if you're driving, don't drink beer. Don't do that. The juice box the is fine. But what you can do is Root enjoy. Beer, also, okay. <laughs> what you can do is enjoy another fine Stuff and Things podcast. Have you ever seen Point Break? No. Amazing bit in Point Break where they jump over fences. Is that nine? 29. That is where he's just robbed this bank. 
Keanu Reeves is chasing him through people's gardens. And he goes to shoot Swayze, but he can't because he loves him so much. And he's firing his gun up in the air. He's like, oh. Have you ever fired your gun up in the air and gone, ah? No, I have not ever fired my gun up in the air and gone, ah. <laughs> Welcome to Super Action Bros, the podcast where we talk about movies with explosions and car chases. And amazing small British towns that just are evil and full of awful people who only care about one thing. The, the greater, greater good. good. Yeah, mother Emma. Yeah, I was going to do it, but I didn't want to bleep it. it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Super Action Bros. I'm Ryan. And I'm Ian. This is our one year anniversary Yay. episode. We've watched 52 movies, one movie a week for the whole year. That's 52 weeks. That's pretty impressive. It's impressive. We've we've stuck with it. 52 borderline terrible action movies. Well, not all of them. Some of them are great. Let's, I think, you know what? But, well, by the way, we're going to be talking about our favorite action movie tonight. Yeah, the action movie that, that, let's be honest, inspired this podcast. Yeah, it did because we've watched it so many times. That movie, of course, (laughs) we talked about last time was Hot Fuzz. But before we get there, let's do a quick recap of, of, let's just go through the list as quickly as humanly possible about all the other movies that we watched. I have them. Uh, up here, I have our, our podcast uh, feed up here, so let me pull that up. Here, uh, while I'm pulling that up, let me tell you about some ways you can reach out to our show if you like what we do. Uh, way number one you can reach out to our show is through our website. We do have a website, superactionbros.com, uh, so you can do a lot of things there. It's a Tumblr blog, so you can follow us on Tumblr if you'd like. Uh, you can also uh, reach out to us uh, via Twitter. We do have a Twitter account. Uh, it's at uh, uh, Super Action Bros. You can also reach us individually on Twitter. Uh, for me, Ian, it's at irich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H. Uh, for me, I'm on Twitter, Ryan Roop. That's R-Y-A-N-R-U-P-P-E. Uh, you can also reach out to us on email. We do have an email, superactionbros at gmail.com. Uh, we also do have a Facebook page. You can give us a thumbs up like on that. As well as uh, you can also follow us on a website called um, uh, Letterboxd. 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 I keep forgetting. Letterboxd.com. It's a social media movie review website. So you can sign up for a free account there. And also, we encourage you to listen to uh, some of the other podcasts on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Uh, I would suggest, uh, if you like movies as well, but maybe a different genre, check out Eyes in the Dark. Uh, they do a lot of... Uh, they actually just did... They did uh, recently The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Oh, really? It went old school. Yeah. Wow. And they also did The Duke, a more recent one, which oh, I yeah, love, I which terrifying. I thought was great. It's, no, it's great. But it's terrifying in the right way. But uh, yeah, if you like horror movies and blue language, check out... And drinking. <laughs> they, uh-huh. Check out Eyes in the Dark. Um so, Ryan, take a look at the list here. Let me ask you this. What do you think the movie that you hadn't seen, what's a movie on the list here, if you want to scroll through, that you hadn't seen before that you were surprised that you enjoyed, looking mm. at all the movies that we've, we've done? I, I, I'm going to tell you mine off the bat I already knew, which is number one, the first episode we oh, ever recorded. Yeah. And I had never seen that movie before. And that movie, and you're, a lot of you'd be surprised, but Point Break. I had yeah. never seen Point Break, and I, I will tell I you, I also it had holds not seen Point up. Break. That movie is super. That dead. might have been my favorite one we've watched so far. But let's take a look through. Let's see. We have uh, Bad Boys Two, Daredevil, of course, Speed oh, Racer, oh. which we both loved. Oh yeah, Battleship was surprisingly fun. <laughs> uh, Big Trouble in Little China. 
that movie's great. I, I still like. I still can't get over how much fun and how sort of ridiculous and stupid that movie is. Uh, Last Action Hero. Um, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you know I liked that one. <laughs> no, you, you liked part of it. I liked part of it. Uh, At- Atlantis, which I was surprised. You know, I was kind of at a ban on late uh, after Tarzan Disney animation. We're really after Mulan Disney yeah. animation, but yeah. that was surprisingly fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mission Impossible still holds up great. Oh, yeah. uh, surprising oh, Godzilla. Oh, God. <laughs> Ninety-eight Godzilla. Godzilla. Oh, that was um, that was a heck sur- of a movie. surprisingly fun. And mil- really, I still haven't done this. It's almost been a, a well, not quite a year, but a few months it will be. Uh, I really want to watch more of the fast and the furious movies yeah tokyo you know drift. what tokyo drift i really enjoyed i had a lot I think of fun that, that was besides point break my biggest surprise all right the incredibles yep uh so good the rock the only good michael bay movie well the yeah. best michael bay movie the best the michael bay movie let's go with that and <laughs> the adventures of buckaroo bonsai all right i've, across I've decided dimension. i've decided Movie so ridiculous it has to be kind of good, right? <laughs> I've decided upon thinking about it. Every time I, I see John Lithgow now, I just think about it. I just go, uh, Mr. Big Booty. Oh, movie's so bad, but uh, I I just love something about it. It had to cook and marinate in my brain, but I just realized, you know what? It's just garbage, but it's it's fun garbage. What's that watermelon doing there? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, uh, um, you know, I, honestly, when I was uh, oh, I forgot I about this one. This one, eyeglasses frames recently. Yeah, I very nearly went with like red translucent plastic just to be just like uh, Buckaroo Bonsai. And then I realized it would look awful on me. Um, The next one I was also surprised by. This would be a close second. Demolition Man. I had never seen it before and it was amazingly fun. Demolition Man is is always worth watching. Um, Number six, Transformers the movie, the original one. Oh, the the 1980. Oh, boy. Oh boy! Oh, um, you know what? And and Leonard Nimoy was in that movie. That's true. Uh, we we should talk about Leonard Nimoy real quick. Even though I mean, Leonard he, Nimoy's great. Yeah, and he recently passed on, and and the world misses him. The world mourns uh, for for Spock. Um, and it's and, I, you know I don't know if he ever, did. He I don't think he resented that. Did you? Do you think at, at yeah. least at least now? Do you think he resented it? I don't. think I think so at this now. point, no. I think I think at a certain point he finally just embraced it and was yeah. like, I'm I'm Spock and I'll always be Spock. So that's true. That is what it is. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, then we had Independence Day. Well, that was Independence Day was the first movie in Will, Will Smith, Smith month. month. Yeah, we did have. Well, that's when we started with the themed months. Oh man, we haven't really gone off that. We should probably go back on the course at some point. <laughs> Maybe after this month or something, we'll think about it. Um, Will Smith month. So wait, we had oh, Independence Day. God, Wild Wild, Wild West. West. Uh, oh, I, I Robot, Robot which was surprisingly fun. I liked that movie. I had a lot more. Oh, I, yeah. I liked it a lot more than I thought it would. Uh, Men in Black. Yeah, of course, hey. it still holds up. Uh, of course, Ryan's one of Ryan's favorite movies, The Fifth Element. Oh yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original one. Really, I don't even remember watching this. We for did. Show. Remember, we did. We talked. Oh, I'm gonna have to listen to that episode. I remember literally. Nothing we talked about, about the what was it? The Michelangelo line. The sensei would say, "I would never pay twenty. Oh, never pay full price for late pizza." And yeah. we talked about Sam Rockwell. Yes, we did. Yeah, okay. uh, Ronan. Oh yeah, Ronan was fun. That was probably the like. Artsiest, most, yeah. Like other artsy. than well, well, other than yeah, Birdman, Birdman. <laughs> it was like one of probably the most tense movie, the most yeah, suspenseful. That's true. Um, then of course, in uh, remembrance of Mr. Rob Williams, Hook. We watched oh, Hook. Mm-hmm. We got emotional then. Uh, the Goonies, number twenty-five. So good. So I don't classic. know. I'm it's not. It's actually not great, but it's fun. Then we watched The Lone Ranger. Hey, that's two thirds of a good movie. That's <laughs> the anytime Johnny Depp's not on the screen, the movie's great. <laughs> and then we watched Equ- Equilibrium. <laughs> Gun Why couldn't pata. I just have remembered like the 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 ninth grade version of this? By the way, I watched a video from a guy that I like online who calls himself the nostalgia critic. Okay, um, yeah. I have watched something he did, but he talks about why he hates the Matrix. Oh, 
And he has some valid points. No, I mean, The Matrix is not a perfect movie. No, it's, but it's very dated. And there's a lot of things he's like, I'm like, huh. I mean, a lot of them are like, not like nitpicking points, but you're like, uh-huh. And then he talks about the whole, like all the sequels. He talks about the whole second Matrix theory and how that would have been. Matrix and the Matrix, yeah. Yeah, and how that would have been smart. And they're like, nope, we didn't do that. Oh, man. Everybody was, I had so many friends who were so sure that that was what it was. It was way, all I talked about the Matrix. for like six months. And then you realize that's, that's not where yeah. they're going. Uh, then the Phantom. Oh, boy. Oh, smashing evil. We still got to watch the other half, what I like to call the other half of the 90s pulp movies. There, that was one. And then well, the other it, half. I thought it was sort of a, a trifold. But I feel like the if Rocketeer include, was made well, later, I was, though. I was thinking of Dick Tracy. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah okay. The shadow. All right. Oh, yeah. I was, I'm the shadow is what I'm talking about. Yeah, okay. Gotta watch the shadow. Um, National Treasure, which <laughs> is a great movie. Sam Nicholas Cage. Um, it's some bits of a great movie. <laughs> and then we had a horror movie month. We did for the the was it? Monster, well, we did we Monster did scary Mash action movies. Munch, yeah, yeah, month October. Um, the Mummy. We did Blade. Blade was good. I Blade was Blade really was really good. fun and super violent. <laughs> oh, I just remember not being prepared to throw out violent. Underworld. <laughs> and then, and then Van Helsing. Oh, Van God, Helsing. why did we watch Van Helsing? Because now we've watched it and we I'm never have to watch it I'm having a hard time trying again. to remember what the worst movie is. It might. It, it's, Daredevil was bad. Van Helsing was was bad. Wild Wild, Wild, Wild West, West was, was pretty bad. awful. But I, you would argue you'd rather watch Wild Wild. I think Birdman is your least favorite one we've watched. Uh, upon, yeah. further, upon further thinking, would you really rather watch Wild Wild West than Birdman again? Yes, but I would rather watch Birdman than Van Helsing. <laughs> okay. Um, Which is funny because now that I think about it, I think I've seen Van Helsing twice. Let's see. Uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, yeah, and that great. was when we did uh, Animation we did, Month. Yeah, Animation Month. Uh, Titan AE. Uh, that was a movie. That was a movie. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda, which is a lot more fun than I Oh, I man, I love Kung Fu Panda. Uh, Steam Boy. Steam Boy, I remember. Fun. I, saw, I saw a Steam Boy thing the other day, and I was like, I saw that movie. <laughs> I don't know why. I just <laughs> remembered it. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Batman, Batman Beyond, Beyond Return, Return of the Joker. Joker. Oh, oh, I see the worst movie we've watched coming up. You know it's gonna be what's gonna my vote's gonna be oh. uh, episode thirty nine. Not this movie though. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Great. Oh, it's our Christmas movie. Yeah, Christmas month. movies month. We're gonna skip over episode forty because I don't want to acknowledge Batman that. Returns is really bad. It's bad, you guys. It's bad. All of them are bad, but that's the worst. That's even worse than Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin is great. Batman and Robin is terrible. We will but be watching Batman but and Robin. The soon. reason Batman and Robin is good is because it's so bad that they, it couldn't have possibly gotten any. I worse. would disagree and say that it's there's got to be some element. No, of, of, nope. Of Mm-mm. purpose. No. <laughs> I just heard Kevin Smith do a commentary track for it, and it's bad, dude. Kevin he Smith didn't make things. that movie. No, he didn't. But he did a commentary track. Remember that credit card. It. Hey, Batman. I agree with what what, what Kevin Forever. Smith said when he saw the movie. Hey, man, gay Batman's better than no Batman. Um, so episode. <laughs> 41 die hard you know amazing. i think that i i was i remember being really surprised by die hard because i don't think i had seen it all the way through yeah and i thought that i had before i watched it and then i did and i was like wow wow die hard is great yes die it hard is a great up. movie uh ryan we lived up to ghostbusters too oh man ghostbusters too you finally have seen both and you you've passed the test by the way that's how we're still friends that's right because it's back to the future three it's not it's not unwatchable, but sure, there's just no, no sequel escalation. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing more special about it. And uh, then we started the new year with international beatdown the month. month. Yeah, the raid to a uh, Singham. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> Singham is ridiculous. That was definitely the movie with the most musical scenes that we've watched. Absolutely, so far. that's the most most songs in it. Uh, Super Cop, Meet the Cop, can't be stopped. 
uh, District 13 uh, and The Big Boss. And then our uh, last four movies we watched, John Wick, which is um, uh, another su- fun surprise. Uh, Quick and the Dead, Godzilla 2014, and Birdman. It's the last one we watched. So we wrap up our first year with what brought us to these movies in the first place. We've come full circle. Mm. And jumping back to uh, one of our favorite action movies, Hot Fuzz. So, oh, Ryan, man, even is... though I know the cast and crew of this movie, enlighten <laughs> us. Who is, the, who is the mastermind, the genius behind this movie? Who directed this movie, this Ryan? Was, this was made by a guy who hasn't made a lot of movies. But every movie he's made has been pretty darn great it's true uh edgar wright edgar wright this, movie. this uh, is uh yeah this is part of the cornetto trilogy yes uh, or the blood and ice cream trilogy yeah I, I like i like blood and ice cream better i do there's not licensing though that's true so well let, let's explain to the boys and girls who are like what's that so oh did, have i told you my overarching theory about the blood and ice cream trilogy no well, well what Ooh. movies first firstly what movies make up the blood and ice cream trilogy and let's go in their chronological order from when the release date so sure, these are literally three of my top movies ever uh number one Shaun of the dead okay so Shaun of the dead uh features the strawberry cornetto in yes the, movie. The, the red cornetto correct um, uh second is hot, hot fuzz, fuzz this, this movie, one the blue cornetto yeah and then third is, is um, the world World's End. The World's End, yeah. which is the Green Cornetto, because it's aliens. Yeah. <laughs> so, spoiler. Spoiler alert. Um, but I, and the thing is too, it feels like the World's End was a bit more of a departure from these two. It wasn't I... as it wasn't as because the first the Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz seem to be very clearly very smart ways of parodying parodying the genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, parodying, like for example, Shaun of the Dead parodies zombie movies. Yeah. This parodies act buddy cop action movies. I feel like, and but what is what would you say the world's it, end parodies? Then? It parodies I mean, maybe that's like, better for when we watch it. I'm sure we will at yeah, some point. It, it parodies like uh, like alien invasion movies, like 70s alien invasions, like the remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Okay, you know what? I can see that. I think we. I think, I'm going to do some more thinking on that, but yeah, I don't want to spoil that because that'll be for another time when we actually watch it. And you, maybe I'll. You want to hear my overarching theory? Yeah, but tell the, me about your overarching the themes, theory. Of, the themes of these three movies. Yes, they are the 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 id, the ego, and the superego. Huh. Okay. Because because in, in in on on several levels, because Shaun of the Dead is about zombies who are basically our baser urges, the id, uh-huh. uh, and it's also about Shaun who is living. It basically, you know, they make the joke that he's basically a zombie, just sort of like, you know, living through life, working a dead end job and stuff, and he has to overcome that and and sort of balance it out. Mm-hmm. Hot Fuzz. It's about the ego. It's about Nicholas Angel being the best of the best, being the best that he can be and, and being the best at everything and him sort of trying to overcome that and them. And then the thing that he's fighting also wants to be the best, the people in the town, they want it to be the best city mm-hmm. or the best uh, village. And then, uh, I mean, sorry, you're familiar with the id, the ego <laughs> and the super ego. Yes, right? I am. The Freudian <laughs> concept. I'm not uh, looking at you like, I'm just like, this is really smart. Keep going. I'm, uh, I yeah, sure. And then the world's end, for- it's, it's them rebelling against the superego the authority the thing that tells them what to do mm-hmm. uh and so and to a certain extent uh um, well the superego doesn't grasp for something more like you want to be bigger than well but it's also are. something that's that's it's somewhat an external an intangible and external well and yeah and it they, tells you that you're wrong it yeah, tells well, you that you're not doing it right right and then well and then in that movie too spoiler alert by the way if you haven't seen it um that don't they want to they want to basically improve the human race make yep. them better make them mm-hmm. better and they just say nah f you yeah. <laughs> like forget that it's garbage so it's all about balancing out mm-hmm. you know the the different influences on uh i don't know society or humanity or that's something. really wise 
Can we see that in Nick, Fro- Nick Frost's characters throughout those two? We probably can. Because Nick Frost that is, is, is his most base in the first one. Well, it's, it's... I'd argue Danny has a little more. And then at the very end, they, they totally switch him and him and um, Simon Pegg. Well, the at, the, at the very end, he, he sort of becomes human. That's true. And then dies. And then he's definitely a zombie. Well, that's true. And then at the end of this one, uh, actually, <laughs> basically, in all three movies, Simon Pegg... Uh, or Nick Frost brings Simon Pegg down. Okay. Um, yeah. I, mm, mm-hmm. I would. Uh, how would you argue in? Well, how would you argue that in? Oh, World's I guess. End? I guess it's flipped a little bit in, in World's End because he's Simon like really sort of straight laced, yeah. and yeah, Simon Pegg sort of brings it. But you could but, argue, but that he also he also helps him sort of loosen up and become more human. In the what? In World's End. In World's End. I yeah. would say no. I would say he helps him get more we in need touch. To watch I would End say what he do does, is he helps him get more in touch with reality. Yeah. At the end of that movie, well, at the end of that movie, the reality that he wants <laughs> is the reality that he gets. So, I, I watched it again. It was actually not bad. Yeah. I, I remember. I really like. It's I'd, it's not as obvious as the other two when it, in its humor, in the sense mm-hmm. that obvious meaning like, oh, they're obviously parodying this. Like the uh, like in Hot Fuzz and in Shaun of the Dead, it's like there's a lot of moments where like you know in Shaun and Hot Fuzz in this movie, there's a lot of times we'll pat somebody on the shoulder or grab them on the shoulder and it's like this like this big yeah. like like exaggerated moment as opposed to like they don't really see that as much in the world then i mean i think i think it's, it's a little it's more subdued. More, i think part of it is that we're more familiar with the source material i think that might be it i mean I, i've seen i've seen a lot of those alien invasion movies i've yeah. seen like invasion i've seen the original invasion of the body oh, i love the original invasion of the body i scared the heck out of my mom she didn't want to sleep that <laughs> night when she was a kid when she saw that she's still terrified of that movie i don't know why i remember watching that when i was a kid and my mom didn't want the black to and white it. one yeah the black and white oh, one i'm like this is great my mom's like this is terrible terrifying i'm not watching this anymore <laughs> the pod people i'll never go to sleep <laughs> i probably didn't sleep that night though. Uh, i think i watched didn't. it on like halloween too. Oh, probably i used to do those all the time remember monster vision on tnt do you yeah. ever watch that? i didn't have cable when oh, i was growing man. up you parents out. didn't get cable till i moved to college oh they had uh what was it they had uh they did that on amc back when AM- back, back before amc was was famous for their own programming they had like a monster month where it was like all monster movies we on, did during that. halloween yeah but these were good monster movies <laughs> these are good horror movies Blade was good. Blade was good. Um, All right, so, let's, so, so Hot, Fuzz, Hot Fuzz, directed so by Edgar Wright. And Mr. Edgar Wright, uh, for, uh, as, as we mentioned, the Corneo Trilogy, also well-known uh, for directing the show, uh, show Space, as well as a Scott Pilgrim versus ah, the yeah. World, which may make an appearance in the show later. We'll see. Yes, please. Um, so who else? who's in this movie? Of course, we Well, know. I mean, it was also written by Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, mm-hmm. and it stars Simon Pegg. Pegg and Nick as, Frost. Yeah, Nick Frost. Uh, uh, those uh, are the two, the duo that has made these, these, these movies. Who are real-life pals. They are. And uh, they were both in the show Spaced before. That's true. And, um, also been in Paul, which a lot of people confuse as an Edgar Wright movie. That's not. right. And they were also in. Uh, they were also Thompson and Thompson in. Um, that is true. In, in um, Tintin. Tintin. You know, it's funny though. I've seen. I saw Paul. I saw Paul in the theaters. I did there's, too. There's definitely. I think something, I saw it with you. Did I see yeah, it with I think you? We might have seen it together. Yeah. There's definitely something lacking when the two of them are in a movie and Edgar Wright is not directing. That's it. true. I mean, you and they tell. haven't written it. Yeah. There was a one funny joke in Paul about E.T. that was kind of funny. Yeah. But I don't Paul remember was what not it was. a great movie. Paul was all right. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was okay. It was, it was uh, not, not, uh, not awful. So besides, besides, the, besides those two guys. We got some acting talent, some British oh acting gosh, talent. Oh my gosh, so many movie. people in this movie. Uh, and, and a lot of them are basically cameos. Yeah. Uh, so the cameos... Uh, or should we go to the? Let's go to. Well, the, let's talk about the main cast too. We still have some main cast folks who are pretty important in the story. Uh, Jim Broadbent. Yeah, Jim Broadbent. Uh, we have as playing playing. Um, uh, plays a uh, he plays Frank? Constable Butterman. Yeah, or Constable, not Constable. He's the he's, he's the, the ca- chief chief. Yeah, or yeah, captain or whatever. Captain. Uh, like uh, yeah, and then we also have uh, we also have um, 
as as Simon James Skinner. Bond. Yes, James, one of the James Bond, Timothy Dalton, who's yeah. great. Who can do uh-huh. no wrong. <laughs> and with his mustache. Apparently, the, so the mustache, he's got a mustache in the movie. Yes. Apparently, Timothy Dalton was like, I think that my character would be more menacing and sketchier with a mustache. <laughs> no, and, okay. and Edgar Wright was like, all right, sounds good. <laughs> Let's do it. You're Timothy Dalton. I'm not going to tell you no. Um, a lot of old British actors who a lot of people in America might not know. I think one of them just died, which passed away. I don't remember which lady it was, but one of the ladies in the movie passed away. Um, but there's a lot of a lot of older British actors in there uh, yeah. as well who are well known for older stuff. There, I mean, there's there's also uh, the lady who, if you've ever watched Space, the lady who plays the uh, the landlord. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is in this movie. Who is she? She's is she one of the isn't she the lady who owns the pub with the guy? Oh yeah, that is her, isn't yeah. it? Oh, you're right. Right, you are my love. Yep. Um, <laughs> let's see who else is in this. Um, yeah, I mean those are like Patty the big Considine people. is in this movie. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, I've seen him in other stuff. He's funny. But there's a lot of so, um, a lot there's of, a lot of cameos though, and the especially cameos they're, the they're, the they're very very front loaded. Yeah, it's true. So we have in the beginning Martin Freeman. Yeah. Bilbo Baggins. Uh, or you might know from Sherlock if you watch yeah. Sherlock. He's also John he's Watson. also speaking Arthur of Sherlock, Bent. did you see what they're doing on Sherlock? They're doing like a special this year. Oh, where, where like they old are timey. Yeah, it's gonna be cute. <laughs> we'll see that. Um let's see. And we have um uh Steve Coogan. Yeah. Who is you're probably like who? But if you yeah. You'll know Steve Coogan if you see him. You'll be like, oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah that guy. And most notably, probably recently known for the trip. Have you ever seen the trip? No. It's really weird. It's not a, it's funny, is it- but it's a trip? No, it's not. It's not as silly as you think it is. Just more oh, like, okay. oh man, that's heavy. And then they have the uh, the sequel to the trip called I think it's called the Trip to Italy or something like that. I watched okay. them both. I like them both. Yeah. Um, and then Bill Nighy. Mm, um, one of the most surprising cameos in this movie, by the way, after the one after Bill Nighy here. Um, well. Kate Blanchett. Yeah, Kate Blanchett. It's <laughs> very briefly in this movie. Now you probably would not know it's her. It's so good because she is a basically a CSI. Yeah, she's a crime scene, and she's wearing like a like a clean suit with a hood mm-hmm. and a like a mask, like a ventilator mask, mm-hmm. and glasses. Yes, and so like her entire face is covered the entire time she's, she's on, on screen. screen. So you don't know it's her. But oh, I mean, great. you you know <laughs> but you it's can her. tell from her voice. You can see from her eyes, eyes she's got those Galadriel just, eyes oh. that are just like. She's a pretty Destroying lady. She's your a soul. pretty lady. And and her voice. Yeah. And also, uh, very, very briefly, speaking of Lord of the Rings, uh, Peter Jackson is in this movie. Yes. <laughs> for moments, just long enough to look like Santa and stab, <laughs> stab Simon Pegg in the hand. Speaking of fantasy, I can't remember the name of the actor. Uh, you probably have him there. Who plays Michael? What's the name of the actor? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I just saw uh, But he is, uh, if you might know him from, uh, if you're a fan of uh, fantasy genres and television shows on HBO, he is on, uh, most notably well-known to playing the Hound on Game of Thrones. His Rory name is McCann. Rory McCann. Can that is his name? So that's another person who you're like, oh, I know that guy. You've seen these people a lot. That's the thing. It's like I've seen you, I've seen you, I've seen you. Um, but and, yeah, uh, there's... and British writer Stephen Merchant is yes. in this movie. Yes, very briefly. Yes, he oh, is. he's actually he's in a couple of scenes. Peter Peter Ian Staker. <laughs> I like I like Stephen Merchant. I, I like him and Ricky Gervais do some funny things. Um, so that is that. So okay, what is all right? <laughs> now I know we're watching a movie that's a parody, by the way, of well, action movie genre. But is it? But it is. But okay, it's a smart. So it's not. It's, an, it's not like it's not like a, an American parody. It's not like a scary movie parody. This is a smart parody. There's where a it's, thing that British parodies do yes that american parodies don't seem capable of doing right. it's that they are making fun of something while at the same time being a fantastic example of that yes the the best example that i can that i can use that for that hot is fuzz. uh besides hot fuzz is and besides Shaun of the dead is the band the darkness do you remember the band the Darkness? oh i, love I believe the in darkness. the thing called love yeah i remember reading an article right after they came out because 
people were confused in America because they're like, okay, these guys are making fun of like, you know, 80s metal, hair metal, rock and roll. I thought some was more doing like glam or rock. Or like and glam Queen. rock. And, but, but like they're making fun of like everything from like Led Zeppelin through Queen up, up to the 90s. Mm-hmm. But they were also great. Yes. Like the guitar solos were legitimately awesome and the songs were really catchy and really good. That first album and was so, good. And so everybody was like, well, wait, how can this be funny and also great? How can this be, it has to be one making, of the fun of, making fun of this music, but also this music, and also I really like it, like legitimately, and I like you it You know what? You know who I'm going to give credit to here that you'll probably be like, maybe not, but I don't care, because um, I will say it, and I will go on record as saying this. I feel like that's the problem people have with Weird Al. I yeah. feel like they mm-hmm. can't Absolutely. appreciate Weird Al because they're just like, oh, he's funny, because he's not a serious musician, though. But I- I'm going to tell you this. And you're going to be like, really? I mean, it might not be your musical taste, but go listen to the song Hardware Store, and you tell me if you can speak that quickly into a microphone. And he <laughs> does that great. live. Have you you know, that Weird song? Al went to the same school that I went to. Really? Yeah, we both went to Cal Poly San Luis. Oh, that's school. right. He did go We there. both actually worked at the same radio station. Yeah. Oh, that's I right. frequently used the bathroom that he recorded his first song in. Which is uh, another one. Which is My Bologna. No, it's My Bologna. That's yeah. right. That's right. Oh, my God. Oh, wow, Ryan. That blows my mind. I didn't even think about that. You're right. Whew. That's crazy, but but yeah, there's <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it, it, I don't know if it's just sort of like the way Americans process humor or something, but in England something can be really funny and also really good. Yeah, and I and I, yeah, there's not as much of that here no, on our side because of the most plot. of our parody and not that this is this is a, it's a double edged sword. It's a good thing and it's a bad thing. I'm sure we'll watch one of if not both of these movies at some point because I'll convince you to. Um, it's more on the airplane side of here that's what that's yeah. what american parody has become and that's for good and bad like airplane is great airplane is an old pull though that movie is yeah is 20 30 years old at but this point. but that's where all those scary movies that's where that's all true. those oh, things yeah. came from those zucker abraham and zucker as movie. much as i love as much as i love the other movie i'm going to mention here naked gun which is oh, great yeah. uh-huh. as well but it's that same sort of style i think we should watch oh, yeah, naked hot gun. shots that'd be fun hot shots another one i love hot shots though yeah that's but it was funny. it was like the second f- one is pretty ridiculous <laughs> I feel like the thing that this does is it makes fun of action movies, but, but at also, the same time, it yeah. uses the same techniques that they do. Yes, and acknowledges that they are effective. It's a different. Okay, we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about I mean, our buddy Tony Zhao again. Can we talk about him oh, again? Oh gosh, he does a can't great. Talk about this movie he does a great video uh, video about Edgar Wright's approach to comedy um, and his approach to this sort of stuff. I guess it's like American movie humor versus British movie humor, and the difference in how they both work and how it's. To be but honest, it, this movie humor is smarter. Than but that. also, but also, I think it's an Edgar Wright thing. Edgar Wright knows how to make movies that are funny, but that are also like action packed. Right. And but Edgar Wright is fantastic. I think a lot of British humor. I think this is more. I mean, well, you can because when I say British humor, people will think because there's there's a lot of good British humor out there. I will tell you the truth. But British humor has a certain stereotype. It does. But well, there's to me, there's two sides of British humor. There's the there's the Monty Python side. Yep. And then there's the Benny Hill side, <laughs> which is like boobs running around. <laughs> See, like, yeah, and, I, and I think in the middle there that rides the line is, is and I know you're going to say Black Adder is better, which I would agree. It's a little Dude, bit more really smart. Like but Mr. Bean has some, that's good. Yeah, phys- that's good physical comedy. It is good physical comedy. So, yeah, um, but okay, it's enough about those. So let's talk uh, about both Rowan Atkinson. Both Rowan Atkinson. Yes. Who's, who's actually extremely underrated in America. 
The voice of Zazu. That's true. In the yes. Liking. Yes. Um, so let's talk about uh, themes. Oh, let's talk about the, the MacGuffin and themes in this movie. Sure. Um, so what a MacGuffin is, 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 is a, uh, a, a movie term created by Alfred Hitchcock that is the driving force in the movie, what everyone wants in the movie. So uh, the common example we use, and I don't think we've come up with a better one in a whole year, which is surprising to me. Except for Ryan has good. one suggestion, which is not correct. No, no, we did have another good one recently. I know, we can't think of it. Um, the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the MacGuffin, for example, in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, is the Lost Ark, the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. I'm trying to think of one for Blade Runner. I feel like there's a good one there. Finding out if everyone's a replicant. Who's a replicant or not. Um, so what is the, and, and even though it's a silly movie, what is the what is the, um, the MacGuffin of Hot Fuzz? Uh, the MacGuffin of this movie is probably pretty deep, to be honest. Really? It's, Go ahead. Uh, well, I think the MacGuffin is like... Is it that ego thing? Is it being the best? No, I think that I think that the that that is not the MacGuffin. Hmm. <laughs> oh, do we finally stump ourselves with a hot fuzz, dude? This movie is so good. This movie <laughs> is so good on so many levels. Um, um, let's see. What is the MacGuffin in this movie? To though? a certain extent, the MacGuffin is being the best, but that's only. I think that that's the MacGuffin that exists before the movie starts that animates everything that get get puts everything in motion. Sure. But once the movie starts. Uh, the MacGuffin is no longer being the best, but it I feel is. it's the village. It's the village, isn't it? I think the Would village is probably like the control of the village, basically, because yeah. these people. Have, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen it, uh, I feel like the the you, whole you need to watch this movie. The, ca- oh my gosh. the like the council of 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 the the, the NWA, movie. yeah, the NWA neighborhood They've, watch alliance. Yes, they have kind of been running this town, you know, as judge, jury, and ex- judge, Judy, and executioner. <laughs> executioner. <laughs> As we learn, um, and I feel like I feel like they've been running their own brand of the law, and yeah. and Nicholas Angel's trying to bring in you know what is the law, not what they've interpreted not judge the law Dredd. to be. Yeah, I'm actually <laughs> surprised there's not a point where he says, "I am the, the law." law. Um, he does say, "This is my get out of my town. It's not your town anymore." There's a lot of like good little moments like that. Oh man, this movie's fun. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say the MacGuffin is at a certain think, point. It becomes Stan, Stan, uh, Stanford. And yeah, and, yeah, and even the model village. Yeah, that's <laughs> the best right. payoff. Okay, so we got to talk about payoffs. Oh, uh, okay. Well, okay. well, we also have to talk about themes. Let's do a brief okay, okay, sh- okay. touch on some themes. Um, I would say obviously the theme of I mean it's a buddy cop movie. Yeah. So it the theme of is. somebody who's terrible at making has no friends, terrible at, with people. It's a theme. You know what? It's it's one of my favorite themes in movies. It's the theme theme of becoming friends with somebody yeah like you get to watch two people who are in real life actually really good friends and who but, but in this movie are portrayed as totally different people and total opposites of each other yeah you get to watch them become friends over the course of this movie mm-hmm. and with with all the sort of slights and and different you know betrayals and things that that friendship can bring man i just love movies where people are friends mm-hmm. like it sounds so dopey no it's but, great but there are some really good movies and I think it's sort of an underrated, you know, people want, you know, every action movie to have a romance. And this movie yeah. doesn't have a romance at all. It well, has it a, does. It has a bromance. Uh, I was going to not use that term. <laughs> it's okay. That's a term. But yeah, that's basically what it is. It's it's two dudes becoming friends. Yeah. And that and that's fine. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with the term bromance, sir. One of my favorite directors is the one who probably originated that in some sort of way. Are you still talking about uh, Simon or what's his name? Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith. Yes. Yeah. 
Clerks is very much bromance. Um, You're so, a bromance. That's true. So is uh, Mallrats and Chasing Amy, though. All so is the show. Um, <laughs> the way it is, it is. Um, so that's, I mean, theme-wise, other than that, I mean, that's the big one. Um, I would say other than that, I don't know. It's um, becoming, I mean, there's a little bit of a theme of, of growing sort of up. like growing up. Yeah, becoming. Um, like getting, becoming comfortable with who you are. Yeah. And, and becoming comfortable with you know, the flaws in yourself and yes. learning how to deal with yourself, which, which is part of growing up. But mm-hmm. it's not growing up as like a becoming a teenager and becoming an adult. No, it's just it's, being it's like, like being an adult already and dealing with like, oh, you know, I kind of screwed my life up. Yeah. And I need to, it, which is a common theme of all three of these movies. Yeah. Uh, which is sort of my life is already screwed up. How do I get, you know, making get to the, a place you know where is? my life making the best suck. of this of your of your situation is what a lot of these are about mm-hmm. you know you find especially with something maybe not as much well i would say more so with this movie because you know nicholas angel is a fantastic police policeman officer <laughs> and he i'm just gonna rather than just pointing out all the funny lines we like we're I'm just gonna, gonna try to integrate him, them yeah. into the show um but he's a fantastic police officer but he finds himself basically like hey you need to go to the country because you're making us all look bad so yeah. get out of here and so he just tries to do the best job he can in a place that doesn't need a police officer that doesn't like want him. the best job yeah. that he can well it, took, well, to, it do, seems, to not do yeah. anything yeah they well, want that's what they to, want yeah. yeah they don't want him to 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 be outside of the the lines or, or you want, they want him just to just be normal. Yeah. Just like, don't care. Be like everybody else here. Just, just don't give a crap. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, let's see what else. Okay. So let's, let's talk this movie. All right. I want to talk about, I want to go ahead. Callbacks and payoffs. Okay. Uh, cause callbacks and payoffs are, uh, I think there's something we've mentioned several times, but I don't know if we've ever defined them. Okay. And I, I mean, like, I feel like it's, we do it really all the time on the show me, when we make a joke. We'll call. We'll 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 yeah. bring it up. So later. I mean, if you've ever seen any episode of Arrested Development, you should be very familiar <laughs> with callbacks. But a callback is is a reference to a joke that was made earlier. Yes. Again, and it's a lot funnier when it was a little joke that was made a long time ago in the movie or in the show. They or do something. it in in TV, any TV show. They do it in The Simpsons. They've well, done it in Family it, Guy. There's they do the it difference everywhere. between like catchphrases and callbacks. No, but call, but they will call back to earlier jokes that happen in the same show. They yeah. will. I mean, The Simpsons does this. I would say our Family Guy is a little more obvious. Simpsons does this. I, I feel pretty. I could can do it pretty effectively. But though. I mean, you can just walk up to an Arrested Development fan. and oh, say, yeah. Like Coca Coca Coke. Yeah. Or uh, come on, if you're gonna it's do a Lucille. it, <laughs> I'm not afraid of her anymore. Oh man! Oh, it's the he's of the gonna pop- be all right. <laughs> the flight of the poppet. He's gonna be all right. I'm sorry, we lost him. Yeah, well, he just you know he may as well out the window. There are dozens of us, dozens. Oh, that show's great. But yeah, that's that sort of idea, like calling back to a um a jo- uh, like a, a a previously known joke or previously stated joke, and you're it's like a it's almost like an in joke. Yeah, like when you have one with you. I mean, I'm sure we're probably everyone's like we know what this is, but it's fine. Um, and then we have the payoffs. The payoffs is which are, is something that's seemingly innocuous that makes no difference, and then later you're like, oh. So to <laughs> okay. a certain extent, it's it's related to like Chekhov's gun, which is yeah. the concept of if you have a gun in the first act of your play, it better go off by the third act. And this movie has a ton of these. The <laughs> ton <swan>. of guns. <laughs> no, well, not that, but like the swan. Yeah, but yeah, that's the, the other thing is like that the mine. I would say it's, I would say it's Hot Fuzz's mine in this case. Yeah, well, and I think that's the difference. Like the mine is Chekhov's mine yeah. because you see a mine, you're like, oh, this has to explode, explode later. But then, but I think callback or not callbacks, but uh, but payoffs are little things like mentioning the model village which 
which favorite. then becomes a is mentioned several times, and then you finally get See the model, the model village at the end. or like mentioning that they're trying to find the swan the whole time, and then they do eventually find the, the swan, swan in the middle of the final battle. Uh, or yeah, uh. so so that's a payoff where it's a little joke that's been sort of seeded all the way through I, the movie, and then they finally like pay it off big. I love. The model village, because all you get oh. at the very beginning of the movie is a sign that just says model village. Yeah. And then there's a joke in the middle of the movie where Which one of the detectives say, you want to be a big cop in a small town, head over to the model <laughs> And you're like, a model? Because when you think, like, you're, you live in America. Well, I mean, anywhere. You're thinking, like, oh, it's a model village. Like, oh, it's like a model, like a model home. It's or, also a pun because they're the perfect village. Yeah, so, so the model, model village. village. Yeah. But, like, that you think, like, to yourself, oh, it's like a model home or something like that. And then they... <laughs> They finally pay it off. It's just a miniature version, which is apparently something that's very popular in Europe. Really? I mean, yeah, well, like miniature versions. You know, of you've things? been to Legoland. Li- yeah, well, like the li- li- oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Lilliputians are really popular in 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 England. Lilliputian is the name. Okay, so when Disneyland oh. first came around, oh, no. <laughs> Lilliputian is what they call little house, like little. Oh, like, okay. So like, like the canal boat, right? Yeah. Well, they he wanted to have a whole. They was originally called Lilliputian Land, and oh. that's what they are. The little little tiny mm. versions of houses he loved that stuff i do Disney too those that. are so cute <laughs> that's actually my one of my favorite rides at disneyland that's especially uh, with a lady the one time a, that i've been man. to legoland i spent the entire time in miniland oh man i want to go back there you know why there's star wars miniland yeah <sighs> but i don't want to pay 80 dollars for a ticket so yeah. if anyone who's listening has a way of getting us into legoland for free we just want to look at the Legos. We won't even ride any of the rides. I promise. I heard a rumor that you can get like a shopping pass for twenty bucks, and they get like an hour in the park to oh. shop, and then so you just run over there, look at it, and leave. And oh, get a keychain. Well, there's out. a there's a boat ride that takes you through the 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 like seven wonders of the world built by Lego built oh, in Legos. That's awesome. Like I, I remember when I was there, and I could see like the Statue of Liberty and like the Taj Mahal. I just want to see the Star Wars part. I don't give a crap about the other stuff. Let's be honest. Right. I just want to see Moss Eisley. So anyway. <laughs> The model village. There's yes. a there's a knockdown drag out, uh, kaiju oh, monster scene really with uh, with uh, Timothy Dalton and, and yeah, Sam. Okay. By the way, we're probably not going to discuss the plot of this movie. Just no. watch it because I mean it's so great. Ryan, I've picked up on new jokes every time every I watch. Every single movie. time Just I watch new this movie, something things. else is funny. Yes, yeah, something that I didn't laugh at before, and then I have to remember it all. That's what I'm pro- I was thinking. I was worried when we were watching, and I'm yeah, like, "Yeah, we were both. We both almost didn't watch this movie because we have watched this so movie many times together. So, so many, many like times. I've watched this movie a lot of times, and I've also watched this movie a lot of times at the yeah, end. It's true. I uh, think this, well, this was the movie that inspired movies. the pocket. That's why yeah. we watched the first two movies we watched were Point Break or Bad Boys Two. It's true because they're like, well, like, well, what, what do we start with? And like, Point Break or Bad Boys Two. Well, and then in the movie they watch Point Break first. Which one do you think I'd prefer? Oh well, no, it's, it's it's which which one do you want to watch first? Yeah. <laughs> Though Point Break is clearly the better movie. Yeah, it's true. Um, so we should probably talk about Bayhem. Yes, uh, let's talk. That's another Tony Zhao term that he came up with. Bayhem, you know, I was reading, I was reading yeah. the IMDb stuff about this. I guess they, uh, when they were making the movie, mm-hmm. they were writing the movie, and when, and when, when they were shooting the movie, mm-hmm. uh, Edgar Wright got his hands on this Roger Ebert book of film cliches uh-huh. and book of, and like specifically like the action movie film cliche section of Roger Ebert's book, and then tried to do them all. What he tried to use. Every action movie cliche shot that he could. That's awesome. Which is why we have the shot from underneath slow motion helicopter shot. Yeah. The car coming in from behind the frame on top yeah. of the frame shot. Mm-hmm. The the, well, the circular stand spinning. up and spin around. That's the, ba- the Michael Bay, the Bay signature, signature, shot. signature shot. Yeah. We have Man, a- this movie is so well shot. Like this movie is not. 
that's that's the other problem with like American comedy movies. They don't understand visual. Is the camera is the camera doesn't. This movie they is don't, shot like it's an action America, movie. They made this movie this like way. an action movie America's, with jokes. America's version of visual comedy is I'm going to hit someone in, in, the, in the nuts with a football. And they're going <laughs> to fart when it's, they fall down. It's The Simpsons. It's a guy getting hit in the crotch with a football. <laughs> and, and Homer's like, it works on so many levels. It doesn't. It's just a guy getting hit with a the crotch of the football to where this movie is like it's visually funny because you're like i know all these tropes i yeah. if, you're, if you're actively watching the movie and not just kind of passively watching it, you're like I, it's hilarious oh, like the gosh. beginning part one of my favorite little bits is when he does when he does the cycle stop and he does that face right <laughs> at the camera because you've seen it a million times in movies and in american movies nobody would bat an eyelash well it's but, always so serious and you can't laugh at this is a serious action star. yeah exactly well, there's so many little like visual bits in this movie that are just are brilliant in that way. Um, gosh, I can't even list them all. Well, and oh, oh, I know my favorite one. Okay, do it. Love me, love oh, me. Gosh. The look of just pure the abject horror. And, on I know, their faces. and I know a lot of people who would watch that movie and not laugh at that part and be like, "Wait, look at the horror on their face." Well, look first how, of all, first Simon of Pegg is horrified. Is yeah, and then Nick Frost is like, "What am I watching?" <laughs> Nick Frost is like spaced out and sort of really confused <laughs> at the same time. I'll kiss thy lips. Surely some poison death hang on him. Oh gosh, <laughs> it's so great. This movie's amazing. Oh, this is. I, I used to. I used to say honestly that Shaun of the Dead was my favorite of the three, but I think this might. This no, surpassed I, it a, a, a while ago. I think my DVD's wearing out for the amount of time to watch this movie. <laughs> no. You want an HD DVD? Unfortunately, we've never watched the HD DVD side. That's true. We don't have an HD DVD. <laughs> I don't think anybody does anymore. That's uh, why I bought it digitally. It'll never run. Oh out. yeah, no, I. I, I bought all three of the Cornetto movies digitally. Um, let's see thing. what else though. But yeah, but so yeah, there's a lot of like. There's a lot of really smart humor when it when it comes to the way that this movie is shot, and, mm. and that also plays into the humor. A well, lot. yeah, and like smart action, like it's yeah. shot really well for an action movie, but it's also like with with tons and tons of humor, mm-hmm. and and not like silliness, but just like humor. So you're looking at a shot, and it seems like a serious shot, yeah. And the shot just moves very slightly, and now the shot's hilarious. Yes, and it's. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of gore in this movie though too. Isn't oh my right? gosh, I was so surprised the first time I saw this movie <laughs> when the when the 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 giant stone Steep, steeple like falls, falls into in like into Tim Messenger. <laughs> yeah, and, like, and he lives, and then he suddenly demolishes he suddenly becomes head. a Silent Hill character. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I was like, I was audibly horrified. I was like, <gasps> you still are every time I watch it. But what, <laughs> so none of that so bothers gross. me. The only thing that bothers me is is when. <laughs> Is when he gets the when he gets the steeple through his mouth, oh. like that's the most disturbing part for me because I'm like, oh, that could happen. Like I'm not really worried about. Okay, like, so and and so speaking of why this movie yeah. is shot really funny yes. is because the uh, he gets so Timothy Dalton gets the steeple from the Model Village Church stabbed through the bottom of his mouth. mouth and out of out of his mouth. Yes, and and he's just stuck there. And then every other shot in that scene, you can see him. Out of focus in the background, I, sort of standing <laughs> against the thing. Like, still like they mouth. keep, they don't let you forget so about much that. So that when they actually finally cut him and out of it, cut. he's still. And even when he's taking his his mugshot photos, <laughs> it's still in his mouth. Well, I love when they cut back to him and he's all, "This really, really hurts. hurts." I think I need some ice cream. Oh, it's, oh, but but just but the, the reason why that's awful in comparison to the other one is because with that other one happened, you wouldn't be aware of it. It'd be over. yeah, you're dead forever. But this, like, you're there the whole time. 
Uh, I just love because because after like immediately after that is a very tense standoff scene between Simon Pegg and um, and um, uh, Jim Broadbent and Jim Broadbent. Right. It's a very tense, very scary scene. By the way, they got Jim Broadbent like that's Oscar level like acting prowess in this movie to be like, I guess they wrote the part for him. (laughs) Remind me a lot of your predecessor, but he had one thing you haven't got. What's that, sir? A great, great big bushy beard. beard. <laughs> but the part like, that's this, a pretty American joke, but it's smart. <laughs> that's like that's that's probably well, the most and then, straightforward. And joke. then that joke pays off because Simon Pegg <laughs> falls through the catacombs and sees all the dead people the and sees a dead and all the skeleton kids. with a big beard but and the, a police vest on. And as well as but as well as my favorite character in this movie, <laughs> which is living the living statue. statue. <laughs> yeah. Who has a, a look of terror on his face. <laughs> or is it just the same look he always has, which is like... <laughs> oh, painted gold. And he's dead. He's like the extremely irritating living statue. Here he is, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. <laughs> oh, man, this movie is, oh, is super God. good. Oh, God. And even when we were watching it, with the people we were watching with, I feel like we were laughing more than anybody else. I I left. I think it's because we've seen it so many times and we just know the bits that are we that make us chuckle. Oh man, I love this movie. It's um, it's super good. It also references uh the the fence jumping bit in mm-hmm. uh, Shaun of the yeah, Dead. Yeah, well they do that in every one they of do them. They all three of those movies. Yeah, that's yeah. they they have some recurring that's references. Also they're called the Blood and Ice Cream trilogy because all these movies are extremely violent and they all feature the Cornetto ice yeah. creams in them. By the way, I don't know if we mentioned that. Yeah, just just briefly. Yes. Um so Ryan, let me ask you this. Any uh, obscure facts about the movie that you want to tell us about? Oh sure. Oh yeah, you were asking me about this. So I, I was asking well, I was asking, we talked about the cameos. Um is there any other weird little obscure fact? I figure like if there's anything you should we would oh, know. Yeah, this. There's, there's tons. Um okay. so the reviewers, the people who are there to judge the model village, mm-hmm. two of them are Edgar Wright's parents. Oh wow. This, Edgar Wright also makes cameos in the movie yeah a great music is a great game it's like a totally like, like stoned zombified, out zombified <laughs> uh, convenience store clerk yes um the village the so the movie is based on the village that he grew up in oh really and it was shot also there oh really yeah and the the um the grocery store also based on a place that he worked Oh, and I think really. they actually shot it in the one that he worked that's in. awesome uh but there's a part where the entire NWA is chanting something in Latin. Latin. Come on, come in, yeah, come I got it right now. What is it? Here, what is give it? me a second. Uh, I lost it. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like I need to. There you go. Oh. So the Latin. So they're saying "Bonum Communite Communitatis," okay. which is translated uh, to "for the good of the community," or could be translated to "for the greater good." Oh. The greater good. That's amazing. The and nobody good. says the greater good once in the movie. It's no, always repeated. It's always repeated. Every single and time it's anybody it's says greater good, somebody one... else says the greater good. Yeah. Yeah. Usually. Yes. The greater good. That's like a good thing. I guess go, hey, you know, it's for the every time it's on our, our joke between us all is is yeah. Uh you know, when you do it for the greater good. The greater good. It's always repeated. <laughs> oh man. Any other little obscure little bizarre facts about the movie that you know? Um oh man, it's this one's sure just some. funny. It's movies. This movie is great. Well, one of my favorite things about this movie is the little jokes, mm-hmm. like where where uh, where when Simon Pegg is first talking to the um, to the detectives, the detectives who are jerks and the Andes, the Andes uh, and <laughs> like, do you know why we call them Andes? Because they're both named Andrew. Oh, smart. <laughs> 
when he's first talking to him, he's like, well, and they're like, well, everybody here's got guns. He goes, like, who? Farmers. Mm. Who else? Farmer's moms. moms. First two people who pull guns on him when he comes back into the village. Farmer, Farmer and his mom. mom. Yep, that's right. <laughs> they all, they little little things like that. Everyone this is, it, you know what this movie does when I watch it? It makes it for like a week afterwards. Every movie that I watch, I'm like, this movie sucks compared to Hot Fuzz. <laughs> I could be watching Hot Fuzz right now because of all these little things, just little details that yeah. they decide to pull back in. That nothing, yeah. nothing in this movie is random. Every little thing yeah, that happens matter. comes back. Yeah, again it later. matters in some way. It's it's great. Like every like this movie is so well plotted out and thought out. Every joke in here is the well thought out. Even the dirty ones, <laughs> even the ones that are just like 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 gross humor are just well so well done oh yeah like the japanese peach peace lily well that she said she said you she said uh, that no no the plant was, more than her i'm more talking about oh. the i'm more talking about the doris and the oh, and yeah. the old guy <laughs> oh i guess so so the doris the fact that the police lady's name is doris is a reference to the fact that the like for a long time in the 60s uh pretty much anybody who is a female police officer in england was referred to as doris Okay. I something that makes probably makes more sense for British people than, than for me. Okay. But uh, that's why her name is Doris. Well, there you go. Um, but like even those jokes are well are well done and well plotted out. Everything in this movie is just great. This is almost a perfect movie, I would say. Right. I think I the first think. time we meet any character who then later dies. Yeah. Within seconds of meeting them, we hear the reason that the NWA eventually does kill them. Yes. Even though it's like a joke. Even though well, well oh, he built that terrible yeah. building. Oh, she has very terrible, very distinctive laugh. Oh, he's yeah. not a very good actor. Like <laughs> it's it's brought up like within seconds of that yes. character being introduced. It's, it's great because it's like those those are the reasons. And even when he's doing the recap volume, he brings up all those reasons, and none of them and like you would think like that's the least important thing about them but it turns out in the movie it's the <laughs> most as the reason they are all taken out um, oh man oh, this movie's so good ryan uh, let me let me ask you this is there anything else you want to say about it is there only chance is there anything else you want to talk about hot fuzz Fine. i'll say let's do it well i know that your wife is still awake through this because we uh, we didn't watch it this oh, time gosh, but i've watched, I watched it with, it her, with her so many times we've all watched it this together. is i mean i can't wait until my kids are old enough that we can watch this movie together <laughs> And you can but be like, this, I, is what com- this, is what, this is what a comedy is. This is what funny is. But I feel like, I f- I, and I can't, I can't try it, obviously, because I've seen this movie, but I feel like I wonder how well this movie hits if you haven't seen a bunch of Michael Bay movies. Yeah. If you haven't seen a bunch of cop action movies. Um, I think it would be funny still because there's a lot of like, there's a lot of accessible, the nice thing about this movie is there's something for everybody. There's a lot of accessible humor in this movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but there's also a lot of a lot of really good in-jokes. And th- this movie gets funnier and funnier and smarter and smarter each time I watch it. Yeah, and every time when I've seen more movies, like having watched this movie after having watched uh, Bad Boys 2 and... Uh, point break this movie is funnier i would agree with that um and i think that um i don't know i think that uh i i think that this i think this does a really good job we talked about parody i think this is this is what american movies should be looking at and be like oh that's how we parody things not in the goofy way that we consistently do well and it's a loving parody it's a it's a parody yeah. because they love action movies yeah. and they love all these and a lot of american parody when it comes to movies seems to be like oh let's talk about how stupid this is this seems like it's a loving tribute and and i think that that's like the fact that it's such a loving tribute is kind of what inspired me to ask you what you thought about an idea of an action movie podcast yeah because these movies are like 
Like yeah, this movie, this movie not, inspired they, this podcast. They may not be like some of the movies that we watched were not great movies. No, but they were fun to watch. Yeah, they were. Even when they were awful, even yes. when we were like banging our heads on things, they were. It was entertaining. Even when I yelled about how how that's not something Batman would do, <laughs> I still had a good time being like, oh man, my childhood I, dreams were smashed. I I feel like I watched a lot of Batman. It's true. <laughs> we should watch we more. Should Batman. Maybe take a break. No, let's watch more Batman. All right, Batman and Robin. No, uh, but. Action movies, action movies are like a part of the American psyche. It's true. And every, pretty much every kid's movie at this point is an action movie. I would agree. Even Frozen. I'll argue that. Uh, um, all right. Hey, man. Frozen I'd has chase scenes. It does. And it, it does. Has, you're right. You're yeah, right. confrontations you're right. and battles. Well, action movies, action movies is such a broad category because every, any movie that has anything happen in it could be considered an action movie. Well, but, but I mean, it's, it, but there are certain, I think that what I'm defining as an action movie is there are certain like expectations. There are certain right. structural elements sure. that have sort of bled into popular movies that started very much in like, you know, aliens. Yeah. You know, or Terminator Two, which we haven't watched any Jinx. I would even argue. Sort of I would. Out. I would even argue even before then. I would even say like the stuff like the 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 movies like shoot even go back James Bond. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, any of those. I mean, even but sort of before these, that, sort of these pop movies. You know, people yeah. consider them like low art, like not. Yeah. You know, not something that's worth analysis and and consideration, but they absolutely yeah. are. Well, the goal of this podcast, I, I think, is I mean, we we wanted to take a look at we wanted to be critical, like people are about these high art Oscar films, like we were with Birdman, but the way. Uh. People treat Birdman. We wanted to do that for well, movies people that to no treat one would... Demolition Man like yeah, that. exactly. Demolition Man is Heck way yeah. better than Birdman. By the way, uh, not the best. By the way, uh, speaking of Birdman and going back to Oscars, based on the two uh, or three Oscar nominated movies I've seen, uh-huh. if I had to pick one of them to be the a better Oscar nominated movie, or the one who should have won, in my opinion, not Birdman. Oh yeah, Whiplash. Oh, okay. Whiplash was out. I don't think I've seen any of the other. They didn't nominate Lego Movie. Right? No, the Grand, Grand Budapest though, uh, which you still haven't seen. seen. That, you yeah. should though. It's great. That's Wes. I would argue that's I Wes like Anderson Wes doing Anderson. an action movie. Well, I mean, that's that's what Life Aquatic is. Um, this is more actually. I think this more so than I, that. This you know is what? an adventure You're not the first movie. Person that said that I saw somebody say that on Twitter. This is so. an adventure movie for sure. Um, but adventure movies. But but Hot Fuzz. Final thoughts. Ratings. I mean, I know we're both going to give this. 11. <laughs> 11 watts out of, out of 10. Um, 11 <laughs> Japanese peace lilies. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and give this uh, 11 model villages. <laughs> 11 fights in a model village out of 10. Uh, so that is Hot Fuzz and that is our show. Before we go, though, I, I do want to say that I, it, I'll get a little emotional since our year episode. I've had a, re- a lot of fun doing this Aww. with you. We've had to make it work because it's been it's tough. Ryan's got kids and we've got... Ryan's on another one of our podcasts. I'm on two more of the podcasts, so we make it's a time to make it sink. It's a time sink. It's hard Plus to watch watching a movie. a movie. Yeah, but I will tell this to Eyes in the Dark. We watch one movie every week. What's your problem? Ooh, Ooh I'm just teasing. Well, it's scheduled. those guys are tough too. Yeah, there's there's three of them. Long. There's only two of us. We can make it work. Um, but I really have had a lot of fun, and I'm glad you kind of had this idea because I I re- initially thought that. You know, I initially came up with an idea to do a comic book podcast with you, and she was like, well, I want to be a part of it. And then we found a fourth person, so that kind of went out the window. But I'm like, I still want to do something with Ryan. And you're like, why don't we do one about action movies? Which is weird, because everyone always gives me this look whenever I say super action bros. Like, it's about action movies. They're like, huh. I'm like, well, we, we look at them critically like you would like an art movie, but we look at the movies that people just eat popcorn too and we look at them at a deeper level and like that's interesting I'll let people do that so I feel like we have something interesting and unique here and I want to thank you convince people to listen to it for coming up with it um, by the way uh, we have a new rating system I would of course classify this movie as blockbuster oh gosh this whole yes. year I would classify as blockbuster no some of them were <laughs> blockbuster <laughs> yeah, yeah they were but 
for, but for sticking with it, I think that we, you know, I think we did a good job there. Thanks, I, I'm buddy. proud that we've stuck with it. I'm proud that we're going to go into year two yeah. of Super Action Bros. So I feel that's only appropriate. We got a, uh, speaking of the movie we'll be watching next time. Yes. We got a recommendation for a movie to be watching. You mentioned it a while ago. Yeah. Uh, but, friend Sam, a friend uh, of mine, Sam on Twitter. And in sticking with our, our, our classic movies in the 90s that I don't think either of us have ever seen. It's true. We should be watching this movie next time. Uh, so uh, next time, I don't know who directed. Do you know who I directed? Think it's this? Michael Mann. Michael Mann. I don't think we've watched anything by Michael Mann. No, have we? we haven't. And so, he's sort of a foundational director. Michael Mann. Who was in this movie? Who else is in this movie? Uh, I have no idea. I think Robert De Niro, right? Sure, all right. Maybe not Al Pacino. Robert De Niro, I know for sure. I think uh, Pacino might be in it. Pacino too. might be in it. No, I'm not sure. But anyway, but we're gonna be watching. <laughs> we uh, I don't know. What, I don't know what year it is, but I know it's a cop movie. And I know, so it's kind of in line with this, and it's kind of a nice little follow up to Point Break. Well, not exactly. Maybe a little more serious and grown up. But we're gonna be watching uh, Heat. Heat. I've never seen Heat before. Hey, I just saw Heat. Just saw Heat. No, that came out like ten years ago. Yeah, I know. But I want to talk about it now. It's a Jim Gaffigan Joe. Oh, okay. Anyway, so yeah, next time. So join us next time here on Super Action Bros. <laughs> we'll be watching Heat. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, for those of you who've been listening from the beginning, we appreciate it. Keep it up where we're not going anywhere, and you better not either. Yeah. And uh, and remember, whether it's blockbuster or lackluster, we're, we're the, the Super, Super Action Bros. Bros. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at StuffandThingsNetwork.com. Point Break or Bad Boys 2? Which one do you think I prefer? No, I mean which one do you want to watch first?